Uh, we'll start from uh, verse 12. I know the scripture has been read for us. So, over this year, I've been trying to think through my life and trying to ask myself uncomfortable questions. And in the deep of thinking, I've asked myself, what does it mean to be a human being and to be created in this world? And I've been trying to look at my life and reflect the lives of people who are created in the image of God. And the greatest question that has been is, why are we living? For what purpose? Why did God create us to live? Then when we live, what next? What is it that makes our life to be profitable? And through thinking that, I have tried to put myself in different categories of life. I've thought of those people who are well-to-do, those people that have got wealthy, those people that can command the world. But then in all what they have, one important thing that I've realized is that we all have got one destiny. And that destiny is the grave. Yeah. And when I was thinking, I asked myself, I said, whether rich, poor, whether on a medical aid or not, there is a day when maybe we shall be carried in a coffin when people who attend to us will be unable to attend to ourselves. Then what is the importance of life? Why should we live? Why were we created? For what reason? Why did God take all his time to create us to live on this earth? And those questions were hitting me so hard in my heart. And I thought that today, maybe the resurrection will be the hope and the answer to these questions. And as we begin to see what Paul is doing here in this chapter, in the first beginning verses of this chapter, he actually comes to the people in Corinth and he tells them that for the first important thing that I've preached to you, I have preached Christ crucified and his resurrection. And because of that resurrection, then he goes further to explain to them that because Christ was raised according to the scripture, meaning the scripture testified to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because the scripture gives a testimony, then he goes further, he says, even Peter testified he saw him being resurrected. Then later on he said that he actually appeared to other disciples. So what Paul is doing here is to explain to the people that the resurrection was not just in theory, in words. It was something that happened. It was something that people saw. It was something that people testified to. And when Paul is saying this, he says actually some of those people who saw him 
as the resurrected Christ, they are still alive. Meaning if you have got a question, you want to know about this Jesus, whether he resurrected or not, you can ask these people that are alive. And the book of John is so interesting because John tells us that that which we heard, that which was handed to us, that which we give to you, these words of life, and these are the words that are going to build us. These are the words that anchor the Christian faith. And the apostle now when he comes to our passage, he says, if we preach about the resurrected Jesus Christ, when in fact Jesus did not resurrect, that means our preaching, our faith, our gathering, our love, our community we are calling Kai Richard Christ Church is in vain. It means whatsoever we were hoping for, whatsoever we thought is the answer to our lives is nothing. And Paul does not fear to tell the people like this. He does not fear to say maybe these people will be shaken in their faith. He continues to tell them what the resurrection is and what it means to a Christian life. Friends, if you are a Christian, what makes you different from other religions, from other people, is the aspect of what Jesus did on the cross. Is the aspect of his resurrection. Because when Paul he looks at these things, he looks into their lives, he looks at the future, and he begins to tell them, okay, let's think the resurrection did not happen at any point. Let's think these things are just a force. Then he begins to see what it can be if you take away the resurrection from the equation of our faith. He says, if our preaching is in vain, then even our faith is in vain. Meaning the hope that all of us have today is in vain. It means when we die, it is the end of everything. It means if, if we live our lives, we can live our lives and do whatsoever we desire because this is the only life we have. And when you think in those lines, you begin to see how Christianity adds value to our lives. Friends, it does not mean that simply because you have got wealthy or you are poor, then your life is far much better. A human being has tried to remit the consequences of sin, which is death. They have tried to bring life insurance, medical aid, but all those things will not give you eternal life. Our desires and our hope is that one day when Christ will come back and take his own people, we shall be with them. Because of this, our hopes should be anchored on Christ. Our desires, our faith should be in him. We might be heartbroken we might be thinking who we are, what are we going to become, 
in the near future. But one thing that is certain is that one day each one of us will meet his grave. One day each one of us is going to die. But what hope would you have in that graveyard? What hope would you have when there is no one who can talk to you? What hope would you have in that small coffin? When you are buried under the soil, is there any hope that you are going to have? Friends, your beauty, your handsomeness, your wealth, your education will not answer these questions. But upon you having that hope and trust in Jesus Christ, knowing that Him, at least we know, Him and Him alone, is the only one who conquered the grave, fought death, and brought victory to us. And whosoever believes and trusts in Him shall not perish for eternal, but shall be raised with Him. And He shall reign with Jesus Christ. When those words were echoing in my mind, seated at night thinking through my life then I began to see hope and strength coming to me I began to realize that we have got a far much better life than this life we are in we have got a hope a hope that cannot be destroyed we have got a trust that can be anchored on a man who has fought everything upon our lives. Yes. You might be a young man or a young woman thinking today that my life is to get educated, make wealth, marry, have kids, then after that, what next? A time will come when all of us, we shall face what we fear. When that moment comes, what hope are you going to have? And the boy is here to tell us to say, if we do not believe and trust in the resurrection, then it means even those that died, they have got no hope. Even the baptism that we said we are baptized, there is no hope. Every time when we go for baptism, we say, I've died in sin and I've been raised with Christ in his righteousness. Now, if we take away the resurrection, it means even the meaningfulness of this life is nothing. It does not mean anything to us. If the resurrection is taken away from the Christian faith, it means there will be no moral whatsoever you want to do, just do it. After all, all of us will die. And what next? We are all dead. There is no, there, there, there's no victor at the end of it. There is no reward at the end of it. And what makes us to have a conscience, to be minded of what we do, it's because we know a day will come when judgment shall come when that judgment will be pronounced on each and every life will be challenged and our works will be tested 
Now, because of the resurrection, then it means life makes sense. It means the way we live our lives today, the way we relate with each other matters. Death has got no respect of who we are. Death does not care who you are connected to. Death doesn't matter whether you are young, you are one year, you are you only have got two minutes or one second of being on this earth. Death has got nothing like that. Death is the cruelest enemy that has ever been in this world. And now we have faith in the one who is able to defeat death and put it to an end. And the Bible says, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. He is now the first fruit, the firstborn of the resurrected. Friends, there is, there is just a hope that Paul gives to us. It doesn't matter what we are facing today. It doesn't matter how beautiful, how handsome we are. It doesn't matter what we are doing in our careers. It doesn't matter what health issues we have. But the fact that Jesus died and conquered the grave, we have got that hope. We know that we shall resurrect one day. And through his resurrection power, he shall raise us and we shall reign with him. Just like sin came through one man, Adam, so has righteousness and life in abundance come to us. Amen. Friends, what is it that can we long for? Is it having too much wealth? Is it leaving Africa, going to another places which seem to be beautiful? It doesn't matter, even in those places, death will still hunt us. But if death is our greatest enemy, how are we living our lives? Is your life, my life, a, a reflection of the power of Christ? Is your life and my life a reflection that Jesus indeed died on the cross? Is there the cross-likeness in your life? Are you like those people who are at the station hoping for a train to carry them to another city? Or you are just like a man who's just moving blindly or seated at a station not knowing where the train is going, having no hope? Friends, all of us, we are in this world, but we are not for this world. The way we live our lives, we know that we are just ambassadors for heaven. And one day, the one of this earth will come. And that day when he shall come, you shall face him. It does not matter the sins that you do behind the curtains. It does not matter the things that have been hiding from your families. It does not matter the things that you have tried to shield, the things that you only know you alone. When that day, when we shall be resurrected, at that moment, we shall know where we'll be. All your sins, your transgressions will be put to shame. And every 
everything that you have been hiding, the light of God will expose it. And the simple question is, if God was to expose your life, would you still stand and confess and say, I'm still a child of God? Amen. I am still a Christian. Friends, when we are saved by the grace of God, we have got a great hope that when he shall come, he shall raise us. And because of that, the way we live our lives matters. This is where now Paul tells us that work for your own salvation. We need now that our works, the things we do, should be tangible, should be seen, should be a reflection of someone who is saved by Christ. Yeah. After all, there is nothing that you gain and you go with when you leave this world. Anything that we have, we shall leave it. Whether a mansion, you shall leave it. Maybe you shall be like one of, there was one rich man in my country, he was very wealthy. Then he, he lied to people, he said, when I die, sell all my properties and get that money make for me a very big coffin put all that money in that coffin then after a year i shall come back to life the people wrapped that money put in the coffin the man was buried because everyone was hoping to see this man coming back to life one year passed Second year, there was nothing. Then the children, because they became so poor, and they decided, they're like, guys, let's just go and check, maybe by chance, that money is still there and was not eaten. And when they went there, they only found the carcass, and the bunch of money was still there. And they had to get the money and revamp their lives. It does not matter whether you go in the grave with all your wealth. That wealth will not raise you back to life. It does not matter whether you go in the grave with love. That love will not raise you. It does not matter whether you go in the grave with anger. That anger will not bring you back to life. But if we go in the grave with Christ, then we know and we are sure that when the Son of Man, when the trumpet shall be blown, when his angels shall appear in heaven, we shall see his glory. And in his glory we shall rejoice. We shall recognize one another. We shall sing, sing songs of praise. Victory to him who has conquered the grave and death. Oh, you death, where's your strength? Oh, you grave, where's your power? For the Son of God has come with victory. And through this victory, I shall stand in life and in eternity. If there is one thing that gives me strength and power, is the life that shall come after this life. The life when I shall not face death. The life when sickness shall not be my worries. The life when I shall walk in eternity. The life 
unshakable. The life when we shall walk in the powers of God. And that is the life all of us we need. We need the life of Christ in ourselves. And that life, you and me, is that what we are hoping for? That life, you and me, is what we are looking forward to. That is the life of Christ that shall be exhibited in us. I want you to think of it. Living a life where we shall not come to you and say, happy birthday. Every time people come and celebrate your birthday, it means you are aging. You are closer to your grave. But now in that life, there will be nothing about worrying about aging. We shall not worry about our grave. We shall only be worried about how we shall continue living and living and living until we shall live in his glory. That is the life of Christ who resurrected. Friends, if you have never given your life to Christ, if you have never taken your Christian life so serious, it is time to think twice. It is time to think about it seriously. It is time to tell yourself a season, a moment, a time for me to make a personal decision is now. It doesn't matter who you are. If you do not make this personal decision, a time, a moment, a situation will come that will push you so hard to think twice. It may be maybe on your deathbed. That time will come for you. That time will come for you and a choice will be needed to be made. Sometimes I tell people, making a choice by words does not help. But making a choice by a lifestyle means a lot. So when you live your life, I'm challenging you today with this passage that has been read before us. If we know, unless you know what we don't know, that one day we are all going to die. How far have you prepared yourself for that day? If you are not prepared, I will assure you, a time, a moment is coming when you shall meet with your creator. When he shall come and separate the righteous and the wicked. When he shall come and pass judgment according to your works that you have done. But again, one amazing thing that Paul tells the people, he tells them, friends, for the time shall come when we shall resurrect, when Christ will be giving rewards according to the works that we have done on this earth. Friends, it means whatsoever you are doing today, it is due for a reward. 
Exactly what time will come. It does not mean when I'm saved, then I should just sit and not do anything. When I'm saved, I should keep on pressing on. Working hard. Perfecting myself through the power of Christ. So that when that time will come, I will not just be a resurrected man, but I shall be someone who is awaiting for a reward. Quite alright, you may make it to heaven, to that resurrected life, a life of eternity, but you may not make it to have a reward. As we think through, I want you to think of your life. I want you to picture yourself if you were remaining with one minute to meet your creator. What words would you give to him? What last words would you say? I remember one time I was in a court and they were about to dissolve the marriage because the evidence was found against the woman that she committed adultery. And the judge asked the woman, what last words do you have to say? The woman looked at the man and she said, can I walk closer to him? Then the judge said, as long as you are not intending to harm him. Then the woman went and knelt. Then she said, yes, I did all these things. I'm sorry. At that moment, the man said, despite whatsoever evidence against you, from today, you still continue being my wife. But arising the charge from the judgment, if you are meeting your grave today, what words would you speak to your creator? If you are meeting him today, friends, I can assure you, we may be happy the way we are. Next year, some of us may not be there. Some of you may meet your creator. You may go earlier than what we thought. Every day, let's live as if we are meeting him. Every moment, Let's think that we are drawing close to the grave. Do not be deceived by your age. Don't think that I'm still young, I still have good life. Even young people go. Don't say I'm not yet married. Even the unmarried people, the single, go. How far have you prepared your life? And because of that, I want us to think through and make a prayer before God. A prayer you shall talk to him. Be genuine with yourself. Do not be deceived. Think about your life. Sometimes you think simply because you have got young kids, you not go, you go. Whenever the trumpet will be blown on that day for you, you go, you meet him. So I want you to sit down.
Think through your life. Process through your life. And maybe that's when you think of praying even for those people who are not Christians. If you truly love those people, you not wish them not to be part of those that are going to resurrect. Can we just close our eyes and begin to think through ourselves and ask deep down in our hearts if God was to take me today where would I be? Father we thank you we know that your word is sharper than any double-edged sword your word is there to encourage us your word is there to rebuke us your word is there to ask us questions and answer questions that pertains to life Lord, we pray as each and every one of us is asking a question. What will happen that day when they shall carry us in a coffin? When we shall be pronounced dead? When we shall be put in a coffin without people around us? When we shall be put under the grave? when our bodies will begin to decompose when we shall be in a hopeless situation lord we pray because of the power of the resurrected jesus christ the power that he becomes the firstborn of all that power lord that raised him from the dead Father, we know our faiths, we know our iniquities, our sins, oh God, that has consumed us, that has taken over our lives. And we grieve today, King of glory. We grieve today because we know we cannot escape this death, oh God. In this life, we know we are subjected to it. Lord, I pray that may you work through our lives that we shall live according to your perfect will. That when we face the grave, when we face death, we shall have that power and confidence in us that indeed you overcome it and with you, O oh God, we shall live again. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us in this place, thinking through in their Christian lives or trying to make a choice that Father be with them, strengthen them. Lord, as we think about those that have gone before us, those that are in a better place than in this world. Father, we pray that soon or later we shall be with you in glory. Amen. 
For we know that Lord, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Lord, comfort our hearts. Comfort our hearts and give us that hope and encouragement that soon we shall be in the better place in your presence and we shall rejoice with you and with the angels that we are going to live for eternity. We thank you for everyone who gave their lives to you and we pray that Lord may you keep us that we should not fall away from this faith. Lord, with all these few words, we ask you to forgive all our sins and our iniquities. Cleanse our hearts. Purifies our minds. Give us clarity. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.